This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Jonas. This is episode 126, and uh, I've got a very excellent wrestler that's on the up and coming uh, within NWA Power. Uh, I've got Mr. Royce Isaacs with me today, one half of the Wildcards, and of course he's part of the, the faction Strictly Business. So, uh, Royce, uh, good afternoon where you are over in the States. How are you today? Dude, I'm good, man. I can't complain. It's a nice sunny day. It's gorgeous out. Probably gonna go for a little walk in my mask later and uh, try to catch some uh, vitamin F, but uh, I can't complain. I did a did a workout today. Gonna watch some Ozark later. Like uh, this is uh, the quarantine life of just kind of yeah. chilling and waiting. I, I was gonna ask you, I mean, what, what what's a quarantine life or a lockdown life like for you? I mean, how do you keep yourself occupied and how do you keep yourself fit and well with all the gym, gyms being closed? I'm guessing there's not many facilities open near you at all. No, yeah, there's uh, all the gyms closed down about a month and some change ago, um, which obviously it's like where I spend a lot of time. So I was pretty bummed about that. But um, I'm lucky I got a um, uh, some adjustable dumbbells. They're not like super heavy, but they go up to 52 and a half. So I can at least do some stuff. Um, obviously, there's body weight stuff as well. Uh, I have a full set of bands and uh, I know how to use them pretty well. So I have a lot of exercises I can do there. Um, I've been doing uh, a little bit of the DDP yoga as well for cool. a two a day, nice. doing some cardio. It's like, I have a pull-up bar, so I have like the minimum equipment so I can hit my full body still and, yeah. you know, get my cardio in and keep my core strong. But it's, I don't know, man, I, I'm a gym freak. I'm a gym rat. Um, and so not having like super, like just a barbell that I can just load up with weight and do a few reps is killing me right now. Um, yeah, like that. but like a very first world problem when I say killing me, I mean, metaphorically versus yeah. like, there's people that are really going through some serious stuff. So sure. I don't mean yeah. to take away from that. Obviously it's just, you yeah. know, it's, 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 I get uh, you. I get you. And you, you, you're uh, into your Netflix series as well. You mentioned Dozark. Uh, what else are you catching up on on Netflix at the moment? Um, so I, uh, I watched all of Narcos already early on in the quarantine I already caught all of uh, Tiger King, and I watched the full series of Mad Men, all seven seasons so far. <laughs> um, that's, that's pretty impressive. I just I'm catching up on the news. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I don't know what's. I don't know what's after our Ozark yet. But I did also. I watched uh, Waco uh, about. Uh, Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas, getting up and yeah. all that stuff. That was that was crazy, man. I like I like a lot of uh, uh, like crime docu-series and stuff like that, like true crime stuff, serial killer stuff, mafia stuff, that kind of thing. Yeah, there's so much good stuff on Netflix at the moment. You can't lose. But uh, when this lockdown thing is all over, we can kind of get out of the house and have our freedom back. Well, what's kind of besides getting in the wrestling ring? So besides uh, getting in the, in the square circle, what's the first thing you're looking forward to doing when you get outside of lockdown? Um, I think just like having a meal with another human being at a restaurant. 
is going to be like primo, like having like a nice cheat meal, maybe like with one of the wrestling homies getting like a, a pizza and just like bullshitting, not worrying about where we're at and just like hanging out will be the best. Or maybe like a, some kind of just like a, I don't know, man, I'm not like a crazy, like go out to a club type, even though I live in LA and it's all around me and everything. It's like, I'd rather just hang out with a few of the, the homies from the from wrestling that I'm used to being on the road with, you know, having some good and just, you know, like, like just being able to actually be around people will be probably the nicest thing. Then, yeah. and obviously I talked about before, once I get to hit that, that real gym and get a real pump, man, my muscles aren't going to know what to do with themselves. The gym indeed. Yes. I'm, I'm sure uh, a lot of people are going to want to get out and get their hair cut and uh, go to the gym and have a good meal and get back to normality. It's going to seem really strange to start off with. Um, hopefully it won't be too much later or waiting too much longer for all that normality to come back. But uh, uh, firstly, I want to congratulate you and, and the whole team um, doing a great job and the fantastic success of uh, NWA Power. Uh, a really, really fantastic kind of setup you've got there. Um, you know, it's been a breath of fresh air to wrestling fans all over the world. Can you tell me what you enjoy most about that that studio wrestling scene, the whole NWA setup they've got going at the moment? Yeah, man. I, I think that studio wrestling has been really uh, unique and let us kind of help carve out our own niche to do our own thing versus like a lot of other people doing similar, similar kind of stuff. It's kind of been nice to, I feel like we are a legitimate like alternative. Like we are doing our own thing and it's not affected by anyone else. And it's, unique and different um and i think it's good like i I like there's like a breath of fresh air in wrestling right now and i think nwa power really fills that void uh nicely because it's got a different feel and a different look and different kind of characters and presentation um i I think that's really important like a lot of people you know it's like it's there's real artistry to trying to do your own thing and be unique and so i think that's what we're trying to do at the nwa yeah and uh, how did you first get involved with nwa power how were you approached to be part of the show um so i had been talking with the nwa since uh last year i had i had met um um, billy and lagana at uh the hollywood tapings championship wrestling from hollywood tapings and so we had a little bit of a rapport and then when crockett cup last year was coming up uh, we started talking about the possibility of, of me actually being used and, and working with the NWA. And then after the Crockett Cup went really well, uh, and then me and Tom won the, the tag belts, it was, you know, obviously it was like, okay, cool. Like, you're going to be a part of power now, and let's see where you fit in and how you and Tommy develop as a team and everything. And, you know, now we're just getting to that. And then, you know, it sucks to have this hiccup here, but yeah, uh, well, I can't wait to get back to it with Tommy and, uh, uh you know there's some new tag teams out there uh that are free agents so like i i would really love this there's some 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 dream matches that i didn't even necessarily like consider before that i didn't even think were going to be happening or be possible that now seem to be a very real very real possibility well absolutely you know i think you're kind of referring to the revival there and and i've I've done uh, a couple of podcasts talking about their release from wwe and i mean the the revival uh they they just seem like a natural fit to the nwa with their style and uh you know that their heel personas um but that would be a pretty good match the wild cards versus the revival on nwa power i mean i would i would love to wrestle the revival and i also i was i was including the og club like I'm a big uh, 
Lowe's and um, and Carl Anderson fan. Um, and so to get to lock up with guys like that of their stature in, in wrestling would be great. Uh, those are two. Like if I if if you were like, hey man, just like offhand, doesn't matter where they are. You know, give me your top like top three uh, um, dream tag matches. Like that would be two of them right there. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like. Yeah, those are two of the best teams <laughs> in the business for a good reason. The rival are airtight with all their stuff. Um, you know, they're the way they move in the ring, the way they control the ring is really impressive. Um, but I think the club kind of almost gets, uh, for, for whatever reason, doesn't get the, the, the credit that they're due because, you know, it's like they they've had quite the run since their genesis in Japan. Uh, like they've always just been a top, you know, threat to anyone kind of team and i think they're going they're going right back to that now that now that they're on the indies once once things are back to normal yeah yeah exciting times and like you said there's a couple of tag teams in fact quite a few people that might end up in nwa power and really freshen up uh, the scene there even more and kind of uh, have that marty skull moment where nobody was expecting him to turn up you can have a few more of those moments down the road with uh, a few people that are available now but uh, I'm, I'm very interested to to, to ask you about uh, working with billy corgan and dave lagana and that amazing team behind the scenes at nwa power it certainly appears quite a fun setup and there appears to be quite a lot of creative freedom amongst the amongst the guys there and amongst the wrestlers as well so tell me about what it what it's like to work with billy and dave and all the great uh, guys behind the scenes there and uh, like i say i mean is there creative freedom it sounds like there, there possibly is there amongst the team yeah no it's it's a really good mix of um enough hands-on that we're getting directed you're being you know agented and, and told what we need to do uh, Billy is super hands-on. There's like certain storylines that he's really integral to that he's like, uh, I guess, really like masterminding and, and whatnot. And then there's certain things that he's, uh, you know, in- injecting his little flavor here and there and, and figuring out what uh, what's going to work best for NWA. Um, so, and, and then obviously, uh, uh, you know, uh, everyone else on the team working hard to make sure everything falls into place and whatnot. But it's, there's still... There's ne- there's never a time, no matter who you are and what storyline you are and uh, and whatnot, that you're like. There's always freedom. There's always creative freedom. I think Billy uh, and Lagana are both really really big on letting the artists be artists. And so it's like you know, yeah, they're going to direct us. That this is what we're going for. This is the presentation and the feel and where we need to get to. But um, you know, as long as you're not like changing stuff around just to make yourself, you know, like go to business for yourself. Of course, and whatnot. Of course. Um, you know, it's like they, they want us to be the artists. Like they, they hired good artists because they want us to be good artists, not because they expect to tell us every single thing that we need to say and do and, and everything like that. It's like, um, I don't know. I think it's a good like fusion or hybrid kind of method of like, we're going to tell you what we want and what's expected, but also you're going to have that freedom to, to take it where it needs to be taken and uh, make sure everything gets over. So it's yeah. been a cool, man. 
Yeah, no, it sounds pretty cool. And it's, it's a fantastic product. And uh, I've seen every episode and I can't wait for it to return. It's a, a real breath of fresh air, as I said earlier. And uh, I know that a lot of wrestling fans are, are really enjoying uh, kind of the, the, the throwback to the old studio era wrestling. And the fact that it just focuses on the talent and there's no, you know, no silly gimmicks, no silly storylines. Um, but what, what you do have there is, is a really good product. So congratulations on that. But skipping all the way back, Roy, so I'm very interested to know, when did you first become interested in pro wrestling? When, when did it first kind of change your world forever? When did you first kind of, when, when did it hit your TV screens and, and it blow your mind essentially? Yeah, no, I was uh, probably like six or seven, maybe eight at most. Yeah, it must have been like six or seven. And uh, I just happened to start watching wrestling with my dad. And I was just like, oh, yeah, this is freaking sweet. Like immediately, I'm not sure. I don't remember who the first person was that I was like, oh, yeah, like, this is awesome or, or whatever. But um, like the first person that I remember that stuck with me was Stone Cold. But at that point, I was already watching wrestling fairly regularly with my dad. And then I just happened to kind of, I mean, it was like right at the right time when Stone Cold came along and kind of just became this uh, just like pop culture icon. You know what I mean? Like that just everyone was flipping people off and kicking each other in the dick and giving stunners and whatnot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and uh, you, you mentioned Stone Cold there. He's, he's a lot of people's kind of childhood favorites. But uh, any other kind of wrestling heroes growing up that uh, you kind of idolized and uh, inspired you to maybe become a, a wrestler um, at, at later life? Any of the wrestling heroes of yours, Royce? I was a big uh, Scott Steiner fan always. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, The Rock obviously was amazing. You know, Mankind, Kane. I don't know. I mean, like, pretty much any top guy in that era from either. There was a lot of really, really amazing talent back then. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And that was around the era when I was uh, kind of really kind of finding wrestling uh, from all over the world, really. But but WWE and that Attitude Era really, really stood out. But um, did you have a, a bit of a sporting background? So before you got into pro wrestling, were you into any any sports in high school or college um, that kind of, uh, you know, that, that you were particularly into when you were younger? Yeah, I was a big um so uh, younger, I played soccer and I played uh, football, uh, excuse me, um, and I played uh, uh, hockey quite a bit. I was actually a really good hockey player. And then as I got older, uh, I got into American football when I was in high school. And uh, I, I, I was a, a wrestler as well, like an amateur wrestler with the headgear, singlet, all that stuff, all the way through college. So, I mean, I was playing sports for you know, 15 plus years before I even, uh, before I, I guess more longer than like, almost like, gosh, I was, I was playing sports, you know, like, yeah, 16, 17 years uh, on the come up. And then I had a few years off where I was just working real jobs in the real world, normal yeah. guy. And once, uh, <laughs> once, once I, it, there was like this hunger inside me where I just I wasn't really fulfilled by my jobs or anything I was doing. I, w I was doing well at them. Like I, I was in retirement home sales and personal training and all this stuff. And I was killing it like on numbers wise and, and whatever. But I just wasn't like there was something missing. Like yeah. I missed competing in thing or, or whatever. And wrestling just kind of took that itch. And then I was in 2014. So now it's, it's just I'm just over my six year anniversary. 
So yeah, no. Anyway, sorry, I, I got sidetracked. But yes, I do, I, yeah, I do come from, uh, from amateur sports, if you will. Yeah, no. My next question was going to be kind of that light bulb moment when you realised that uh, you wanted to be a pro wrestler. I mean, you mentioned how uh, you know wrestling's always been part of your life. You've been a huge fan of it, and you've got that sporting background. And then you decided you wanted to be a part of it, be a pro wrestler, and uh, kind of you know, do you remember that that kind of day when you made that decision, that light bulb moment, and thought, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna seek out a, a training school or some facility that can help me. Um, I was actually at a show in Denver, Colorado. Like I didn't really know much, uh, indie stuff. Like I didn't know, like other than WWE and the like obvious stuff that was out there, you know, PWG and ring of honor. Like I didn't really know there was much of an indie scene and I'd been looking for actually, like I really wanted to get involved, but I couldn't find anything in Denver uh, at the time. And one of my friend's girlfriends found a show, uh, in Denver. It's, they still run. It's called Lucha Libre and laughs. Um, and I remember just having like the best time at the show where I was like, yeah, like this is something I want to do and I want to try and how the fuck do I get involved with this, you know? And yeah. uh, the promoter afterwards, Nick Gosser. And, you know, it wasn't like the funny thing is like the show, like there couldn't have been more than like a hundred and something people there. The wrestling talent wasn't great, but like there was just something like a live wrestling show. I was like, this is where I want to be. And uh, so I started training literally two days later uh, with uh, this guy, Lonnie Valdez at a place called the butcher shop in Denver, Colorado. And, you know, funnily enough, uh, the Lucha Libre and Laugh show, like I said, it's still running now. They run like sellout, like 600 something people there, like call the fire marshal kind of shows, like just crazy, you yeah, know, yeah. like really good. And, and the talent in Colorado is a lot better. And I was, I was on, I, I've been on their anniversary show the last few years as well. And, done some really fun matches for them. So it's really cool. Like both myself and Lucha Libre and Laps have really grown over the last six years. Yeah. So if you're in Denver, Colorado, or if you're visiting Denver, Colorado, and you, you get to check out a Lucha Libre and Laps show, I highly recommend it. Sounds cool. Sounds really good fun. But uh, I mean, um, I, I know a little bit about them. I know they have a lot of, lot of uh, uh, like entertainment that happens kind of between matches. Is that correct? They have, they have stand-up comedians and stuff That's like right. that. Yeah, uh, and the commentary there is really funny because the like the two hosts of the show are they're both big wrestling fans, but they're also comedians. So like they'll make some they'll make fun of something, but in a way that like you're like oh yeah that's like still within wrestling logic or whatever, or like it's like a smarky kind of really funny comment or whatever. So I yeah. really really enjoy those shows man. yeah and, and who would you say has been uh, quite a big influence on your kind of 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 your wrestling style maybe royce or maybe of your wrestling career have you got any kind of like wrestling heroes of the past or maybe you know more recently that people that have really influenced you in your style or your presentation yeah i mean i have a a pretty long list i'd say of people that i've taken something from there's not a lot that i've taken like a ton of their stuff from but like i'm i mean i'm a big like i said i'm a big stone cold fan so there's certain things i take from him yeah. um steiner guy for sure i like dolph ziggler a lot i like taz mr perfect rick rude i like taking from people like that um just taking little pieces here and there that i find and then you know if you take a bunch of other it's like when you have a bunch of uh, uh extra food at home and you make a new meal out of it it's like yeah. a completely different thing <laughs> uh, you know um, and you know it's good to, to add your own stuff too you know like it's it's good to have independent thought 
and uh, kind of come up with your own stuff a little bit. And it's good to take, I think, uh, as a wrestler, I like taking influence from outside of um, wrestling itself because I think that we get too, like, insular in our own, like, everything becomes a wrestling thing. And it's like, if you can find, especially for character work, it's like, there's so many great characters in other media that you can do in a wrestling setting that hasn't either hasn't been done before or is like yeah. a new fold on someone old. I like, like I, I personally, I'm a big fan of um, uh, Kurt Russell's character in Big Trouble from Little China. Uh, Jack Burton, I think is his name, is like a really good yeah. anti-hero. Or like Johnny Cage in the first Mortal Kombat film is a really funny but interesting anti-hero that you could kind of play as a healer or a face dependent. Like there's a lot of like cool stuff like that that you can take little pieces of your character from that work with you naturally. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, that's really interesting, quite you know, an interesting take on it, the fact that you're kind of looking at movies and uh, things outside of wrestling to influence you. And it's funny that you said Dolph Ziggler because you you, you do kind of remind me of, of Dolph, certainly in your selling and your facials. And uh, I think you know that, that's a bit of a lost art. And Dolph, he's a, a bit of a, um underrated kind of master of, of his selling and his facials. And you've definitely got aspects of that, most definitely. Oh, Thank you. I that's what I that's what I strive for, man. And I, I do think in uh, in this business it's it's corny, but it's one of those things like the difference between ordinary and extraordinary is that little extra. And it's like you have to be good at finding a camera and using the facial expressions and using your body language and all those little communication techniques. Because um, I mean, I love moves. Everyone loves moves. Like I got into wrestling because I wanted to do cool moves to people and whatever. But it's like you got to make them mean stuff and you got to portray them in a way that's devastating. Otherwise, what you know? Otherwise, you're just doing it for yourself. There's no point. Yeah, see, you got to, got to tell a story. Got to tell a story. That's what it's all about. But uh, uh, one story that I'm particularly interested in, Royce, is, is I understand that you worked uh, for a little while in Japan for DDT, um, and uh, you picked up a bit of a strange gimmick there, an interesting gimmick with chopsticks. Uh, what what can you tell me about your time in DDT and this kind of chopsticks gimmick? Um, yes. <laughs> so, Isaac's DDT was much different. It was the miracle ass. Was my gimmick. And it was almost similar to uh, like the Joey Ryan like dick flip with, yeah. with the arms and I put them through the back of my trunks, squeeze my glutes, and then it break their arm. <laughs> wow! Um, so I was teaming with Dan Shokudino, who, if anyone isn't familiar with him, they've definitely seen like either a GIF of him or like a clip or like one of those ones that ends up going out whenever anyone goes, you "Think wrestling's fake." And watch this, like where he's like doing like a kiss battle back and forth with Kota Ibushi or whatever. Like Dino's been out there for a long time. He's done a lot of wild, crazy stuff. He's a master, I would say, of comedy wrestling. He's one of the very like he is master level up there with like a Kikutaro in terms of being really unique and interesting and finding ways to take like a wrestling trope and then flip it on its head completely and make it something new and funny where you go, Oh yeah. Like that would normally happen in a wrestling match, but because he's the whatever wrestler this happened and that's cute and hilarious or whatever. Anyways. Um, so I would tag with Dino and we would come out, he would cut a promo explaining I have the miracle ass. And then he would pull <laughs> out, chopsticks, show the chopsticks to the crowd, push the chopsticks in the gear and with my, with my butt cheek. For real, I had to do this like on like a whole loop like every day. And then um, 
someone uh, from the DDT crew or like a wrestler that wasn't wrestling that day would kind of talk shit about it. He'd pull them into the ring. I'd break their arm. Our opponents would come out. We'd wrestle them. And so then like the whole time, it's like the crowd would be like, oh, shit, is he going to break the arm with his butt or what is he going to do? Or like there's the the DDT Pro Iron Man Heavy Metalweight Championship, which can be won by anyone and anything at any time. It's similar to like a more extreme 24-7 championship kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, a pair of chopsticks ended up winning it. So, of course, I broke the chopsticks and then won the belt. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, DDT was insane. But the, like, the DDT also doesn't get the credit they deserve for having amazing workers. Like they've had some really, really top-notch, high-class matches, as well as the crazy ones. Like oh, The crazy yeah. ones get a lot of attention, but you look at some of the top Japanese wrestlers, and they've either come out of or gone through DDT at some point. Yeah, definitely. But, um, no, that, that's really, really fun. I mean, is there much or any footage of you where, uh, uh, wrestling chopsticks or kind of crushing chopsticks from DDT on YouTube, or is there much footage around of you back in those days? Um, it's not on YouTube. The, the only um, YouTube DDT match is from my first tour against Koki Iwasaki. Right after that first tour that I did, uh, DDT went from uh, putting stuff on YouTube to they have it's called DDT Universe. It's their own streaming service, gotcha. and um, on on the streaming service, all my matches are up there. All the I had some some like straight matches, like normal matches, and then I also had some miracle ass stuff. But it's all on uh, the DDT universe. Cool. Very, very cool. Uh, that brings us to our first uh, listener question. And uh, it's from uh, one of our Facebook community group members called Grizz. And Grizz asks, how did the, how did the team of the wild cards come about? Uh, uh, and how uh, do you and Tom feel as a team now compared to when you first started tagging together? And what is your favorite wild cards match so far? So how did you and Tom get together to create the wild cards? And uh, how would you compare when you first started as a tag team to uh, later matches? Yeah, no, I think with me and Tom, it was almost like two mercenaries that were like, like, like one of those like uh, movies where like the two mercenaries are both after the same thing and they end up teaming up by the end of it. Cause they were like, Oh yeah, I guess we could just accomplish this together and be a lot easier and a lot better. Cause we're both good at what we do. Yeah. Uh, similar kind of thing where it's like, we're both trying to conquer the world. And, you know, like we both have NWA connections and it kind of just we ended up just gelling a lot quicker than we, we ever really expected. And before you knew it, it was like, oh, OK, like this wildcard thing is like a real real tag team um, and it has some some legs to it. Uh, I actually just talked to Tommy earlier today, man. We, we, we still uh, WhatsApp and whatnot. And um, I think I think we're still in progress of, of growing as a team and getting to know each other and having better and better matches every time because. It's just like one of those things like I feel like me and Tommy have been teaming for a long time. And then I think about it and I'm like, oh, yeah, Crockett Cup 2020 was just supposed to happen this last Sunday. We just passed. And Crockett Cup 2018 was our first time teaming together. So it's like a year together, really. Like it seems like it's been it feels like it's almost been longer, but we've only had a year together. So it's like I can only imagine 10 years from now what our chemistry is going to be like and what what it's going to evolve into. Um. As far as our my favorite wild card tag team, tag team match I've had um, last year, man, I really wish there was good footage of this. Um, at a, a show in Minnesota, me and Tommy wrestled um, 
I don't want to misquote their name. It's uh, Airwolf and uh, Angel Dorado. Uh, um, okay. Lucha crap. Lucha something. I don't know. Uh, they're okay. they're really freaking good. Airwolf from MLW and his brother uh, Angel Dorado. Uh, they're yeah they're freaking uh, they're really talented. It was at uh, this modest Ma- modest madness show in Minnesota. It was like a Mr. Anderson's uh, uh, school ran it or whatever. And yeah, like those guys are really, really talented. I think uh, Angel Dorado hit me with a Hurricane Rana while I, I was like sitting on the second rope. He just jumped up. He just flipped up to me and gave it to me. You know, like he's like, those guys are really, really talented. They did some crazy stuff I could not do in a wrestling ring because um, <laughs> they're really athletic. But we were some big boys. We threw them around and it was a, it was a really good match. Sounds awesome. Sounds awesome. Another really, really good match was uh, when you won the NWA tag team titles last year, beating Vanilla, uh, Villa, Villa, Villain Enterprises, excuse me, and that was in last September. Um, what was that moment like for you, winning winning the titles, a very prestigious, very historic uh, tag team championships with you and Tommy? Uh, tell us about that moment. Man, I mean, I feel like it's still almost like sinking into me, you know what I mean? Like, it's been... Uh, it's been like over six months and I still feel like almost like it's not real to me. Um, yeah, man, I, uh, I don't know. It's just like crazy to think that like the, the list of names associated with that, with those belts and then to put my name on that list is pretty freaking cool and feels pretty freaking awesome, man. Um, I feel like it's almost one of those things that probably won't even ever hit me until after I'm done eating completely. But, um, yeah, I mean, by far, that's my biggest accomplishment and the craziest thing I've ever done. So, man, yeah, I, that, one's, uh, that one's definitely got a special place in my heart. Yeah, and see, it may not be the only time, you know, there's possibly more uh, NWA tag gold in the future for you two, I'm sure. I mean, you're definitely an established team. I reckon you're always going to be in the total picture. Yeah, man, that's that's our plan. That's that's what we want to do. And that's, I, I mean, that's 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 where the goal is, you know. Yeah, most definitely. Well, an- another kind of uh, historic moment was when you faced uh, the Rock and Roll Express, and, and that was a really fun match on NWA Power. And uh, but despite losing the titles, you know, you must have had a real thrill facing those two legends, Ricky and Robert, in that historic moment. And of course, you know, they won their ninth ninth NWA Tag Titles that night. But uh, must have been a, a thrill and an honor to have faced those two in that match that night. Yeah, um, you know obviously want to come out on the other side of that uh, and get the victory. But um, I mean, regardless, you know, they are who they are and they're legends. Legends. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I, uh, it was, yeah, exactly. It was an honor to share the ring with them. I want a better result next time. But I mean, at this point we've gotten to wrestle them like five, six times, something like that, something crazy. And, uh, you know, just the, the experience. I think that's partly why me and Tommy feel like we've been teaming for longer because we've gotten experiences like that where it's like, okay, cool. We're learning and we're growing. And uh, yeah, I don't, I, uh, I don't know, man. I, I got to say the Rock and Roll Express are pretty, pretty crazy to me that they can still keep performing at such a high level. Man, still, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. They're still they're still performing, you know, uh, as good as they were 20, 30 years ago. And it's incredible to think they're still as athletic and as agile and as capable. And they're still, 
kicking ass. So uh, you know, that was a hell of a match between uh, the World Cars and the Rock and Roll Express that night. But uh, congratulations. Hopefully you get a time to uh, maybe, you know, settle the score and uh, get that big uh, win over them sometime in the future. That would be really cool as well. But uh, um, I've got another listener question, uh, Royce, and um, it's from uh, Mason Dixon. And uh, he, he asks about um, uh, you and your rivalry with Sal. And uh, he wants to see Royce, uh, Royce against uh, Sal in the first ever steel cage match on an NWA power. Uh, he seems to think that he's stealing your girlfriend. But uh, um, any kind of comments on that? And would you like to have a steel cage match with Sal on an NWA power? I don't even really want to be in the same room as Sal, but uh, <laughs> coming around with my girl, in that case, yeah, I would love to have a steel cage match with him. Uh, I, I mean, I, we're gonna have we'd have to look into you know I don't know if, if uh, Billy and Dave will want to broadcast that or if they're gonna have to like, go black and white because the violence or whatever. Or yeah. How we're gonna you know what I mean like that was gonna get ripped from limb to limb. But yeah, no, I'm down, man. I don't care. I I, I think it's uh it's about high time that uh that he stays out of my business. So cage yeah. match seems like a good. One. That would be pretty good. That would be a pretty good match. But uh, he's also asking about merchandise as well. And he wants to know um, whether there's any strictly business merchandise, any strictly business jackets. Uh, He likes the jackets that you guys have got. And also uh, any strictly business T-shirts. And uh, while we're on the subject, uh, any any Royce Isaac T-shirts as well? Yeah, so uh, the strictly business hats are on the NWA website right now. Uh, We do not have the jackets yet, but I know that's something that that we've been that, uh, trying to figure out a way to make it affordable enough that we can produce a lot. Um, if you would like a Wild Cards t-shirt or a Royce Isaacs t-shirt, just holler at me uh, at Royce Isaacs on Twitter, at Royce Isaacs on Instagram. I have pictures of a bunch of the stuff on the on the Insta page and whatnot. And uh, just DM me and I'll, I'll, I'll get your order and whatnot. But uh, strictly business stuff, yeah, check the, the NWA website. That's really cool. Listen, Royce, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much for being a very special guest on the Wrestling Majolas podcast. Before we let you go, um, just an opportunity for you to throw out any any plugs for any social media um, uh, uh, platforms that you're on, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, So an opportunity for you to plug any uh, social media handles, sir. Yeah, um, like I said, at Royce Isaacs on Twitter, at Royce Isaacs on uh, Instagram, you know, Facebook, all that stuff. Keep supporting the NWA every Tuesday. Uh, we've been watching, we've been uh, dropping some content. I know that the, the plan in the future is to keep dropping more content and coming with new stuff. So that way there's at least some forms of entertainment for you guys. So you guys can get some enjoyment out of it and whatnot. Um, you know, uh, yeah, man, keep, just keep on rocking. Just stay safe out there and, and support. Uh, and, yeah, hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed the uh, the podcast and giving it a listen and everything. Yeah? yeah, well, thank you very much, Royce. You've been an excellent guest and uh, wish you nothing but the best. But uh, um, hopefully we'll catch up with you sometime in the future when things are back to normal and we can talk about more wrestling. But uh, thank you, my friend. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, man. Thanks, Jonas. There we go. So uh, please keep it tuned to the Wrestling With Jonas podcast. And if you've enjoyed listening to the show, please don't forget to spread the word. Don't forget to press that uh, ever important subscribe button. And uh, thanks again to Royce Isaacs for being a fantastic guest on the Wrestling With Jonas podcast. Thanks to everybody for listening and for watching if you're catching this on YouTube. And we'll speak to you all again soon. Take care.